0: You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, and you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, of course, to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world Shout out to the service men and women out there using the spitting statistician for a little taste of home because we're helping them win their leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We're going to check in with my boy Don a little bit later on in the show as we, you know, we take a look at the NBA playoffs. You know, we got a couple of series obviously going the way we think they're going to, that that, you know, oh. collision course of the Warriors and the Cavs, but In these other series, you know, whether it be San Antonio, Houston, or Boston, Washington, I think we could have some interesting series. And the question is, does the winners of those series pose a threat? to the Cavs or the Warriors in the conference finals. We'll get Don's opinion. I also have that up as a poll question on the FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could always, if you want, ask me questions, holler at me, or follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. And if you want to holler at the show, you can at 844-843-6879. I want to know, who do you think will win the finals at this point? I've asked this question a couple of times and the Warriors pretty much pace against the field between 50 and 55%. Do you think it's the Warriors? Do you think it's the Cavs? Do you think it's one of these teams that could come out of the other series? Or interestingly enough, do you think it depends on Steve Kerr? We got reports that Steve Kerr will not be back during this series. They don't think maybe not back the entire time at some point. Having this kind of missing your head coach has to matter at some point, right? We'll find up. We'll also, we had a big weekend in the fight game. We are going to recap that Canelo Alvarez triple, uh, excuse me, I got ahead of myself, that Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight. And don't get it twisted. Your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician called the Derby Cold with your boy Benny Riccardi on Friday show. I gave you that five number, always dreaming. Todd Pletcher, Johnny Velasquez, that's what he does. I help you win your leagues and win that cash. I'm Dane martinez sees the spitting statistician come on back fantasy sports radio network this is it what Lucchini pouring from the sky let's get rich what you know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds and spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Don Burns in the building with me on the ones and twos, playing that good intro music when we come out. That's that Camp Low Luccini. Let's get rich. What? And you know that's what we're here to do, help you win your leagues and win that cash. Let's get into the starting lineup here. News and notes over the weekend from Major League Baseball. First thing you need to know, Zach Britton back on the DL with that forearm issue. Remember, he came back for the hot second. I, he's right back on the DL. I think this is a problem. I think you know, need to go out and grab Brack Brock if he is available for you in season-long leagues. He is only 75% owns. That means right now, if you're at happy hour, listen to your boy Speeds and Sp- statistician you and three of your friends you're at the bar one of you are in a league where you can go right now and pick up this guy who i think from here on out is going to be one of the top 10 closers because i do not think zach Britton is coming back anytime soon you got a little forearm issue it's like that old uh, saying you know like the knee bones connected to the hip bone and i always think the forearm tightness is connected to the ucl tommy john ligament watch out for that that is a big one michael brantley left the game on sunday with a sprain They're calling him day-to-day. Word is that he will miss the entire Toronto series at the beginning of the week. Interesting call if you have him in weekly lineups. I think he's going to miss a couple of games, but will avoid a DL stint. Martin Prado, however, aggravated his hamstring injury, and he is on the DL for the Miami Marlins. And sad news that broke today. Jamison Tyone, this pitcher who has already gone through not one, but two... Um Tommy John surgeries is now having surgery this morning, they say, for suspected testicular cancer. This guy is only in his early to mid twenties, so uh here at the Fantasy Freestyle, you know, we say our thoughts and prayers are out there for Jameson Tyone. Hope that goes successful. Um also want to say that was a crazy series. Over the weekend with the Yankees and Cubs at Wrigley Field. First of all, on Friday when Brett Gardner goes off on him to get a game-winning, you know, home run at the end of the game when they win three to two, and then last night this game goes 18 innings. The Yankees did not look afraid going into the house of the world, defending World Series champion. Keep an eye on the Baby Bombers. You know, I've been talking about aaron judge and his launch angle and more importantly his uh drop in swing rate and increase in contact rate i think that is sustainable i also gave you brett gardner as a diamond in the rough somewhere someone who you know is on a little bit of a hot streak can get you speed and remember this lineup is tops in the al and run scored and is getting back another big piece in gary sanchez this week But as usual, the way you make money here in DFS is about these starting pitchers. So let me tell you who the starters that I'm targeting today. I think today, listen, DeGrom is the chalk, right? But at 10,700 on FanDuel. And honestly, he's probably the best option in real life. But I think... The Mets' juju, the Mets' energy right now is real bad, and we're going to get into that in a hot second. So I'm trying to beat him tonight. I'm not using Tanaka, though, because I'm fading the Yankees after their 18-inning affair. And I'm not using Arrieta because I'm fading the Cubs at Coors after their 18-inning affair. Here's where I'm looking. I'm going on FanDuel all the way down into the low 7,000s. There's two pitchers that I think are very interesting. The first... It's Kendall Graveman. Kendall Graveman at 7,400 against the Angels. We've heard that Mike Trout is day-to-day, might not be playing again. And that Angels lineup, especially if you know that there's no Mike Trout, it does not scare me. You're right, Graveman lacks big-time K upside. You're right, Graveman doesn't even go like nine innings all the time. I do think, though, it's very viable for you to get a quality start and a win in FanDuel scoring and only give up one or two runs. I like Kendall Graveman as a value at 7,400. The other guy I like... It's Trevor Cahill at seventy-two hundred at home against the Texas Rangers. Cahill was supposed to go yesterday; that game got rained out, so he's got a two-star week this week, and I like him at home, rested, getting a ton of ground balls lately. And this Rangers offense has not been performing lately, so I'm trying to beat the top price guys today. I'm going down to Graveman and Cahill; those are speed starters to target. But I do have to get into, I do have to get into this. Um, Mets and Matt Harvey issue okay so if you haven't been following it there were interesting stories this week about Matt Harvey joking a little bit with Kevin Plowicki in the locker room you may have seen some news outlets had photos of what in essence I don't know if you saw this in essence Harvey as a as a prankster as a jokester put sex toys in his teammates lockers and uh you know it was Kevin Ploiecki who had to Answer to that said, you know, there's some practical jokers in there. Manager Terry Collins he even kind of joked about it, said like, "Hey, which picks are we talking about?" with a smile. But then, you know, and people are like when he was suspended over this weekend were like, "Oh, maybe it's related to that. Oh, maybe it's related to that." Later on in the day, you find out that no, Saturday was a day where he was not supposed to be starting, so he went out and had some, took some, played some golf in the morning, which I guess is okay. But then he got a bout of migraines. And he didn't even make it to the ballpark. He was a no-show. And, uh, you know, that's against the team rules. Those are the team rules that he's talking about. Even Jose Reyes came out and said he's disappointed. And when Jose Reyes is coming out saying he's disappointed in your professionalism, you're on a bad level, okay? So whether it's because of the sex toy or whether it's because of this, I'm telling you, this is just the latest in a chain of reasons why... I think it's obvious the Mets don't like Matt Harvey, and Matt Harvey does not like the Mets. Two or three years ago, we were talking about would Matt Harvey, would he have this innings limit? Would he pitch through it? Would he pitch? Would he not? Scott Boris, his agent, got into it. You know, we see in off days how Matt Harvey goes to Yankee Stadium to watch the Yankees play. Always talking about that. I got some advice for the Mets fan or the Mets organization out there. Trade Matt Harvey this season. Trade him now. You're not going to resign him when he's a free agent. Go when you can at least get something back for him because you will lose him eventually. Okay? So I say what you guys need to do is you need to, you know, cut your losses when he still has some value. Because to be honest, his velocity is down coming back from that thoracic surgery. And I don't know. What kind of commodity he is, and to be honest, in my opinion, the Mets' medical staff is not necessarily the staff to make that determination and figure it out. But I digress. The Mets are—it's uh, not going. They didn't have a good week. We'll say that between the Yoannis his hamstring, between the Thor MRI, not to have an MRI, and now this lat issue, between this weird issue with harvey and the suspension not really talking about what it's for things of that nation i mean there's other things underlying it and uh you know they are below 500 despite the uh what many people thought were a playoff team with that stud young pitching let's keep it moving though i had a funny story though also from inside major league baseball over the weekend ezekiel carrera of the toronto blue jays hit what was a home run in Tampa this weekend, okay, but it was one of those home runs where it kind of like bounced back into the field of play. And here's where it gets interesting: it bounced back into the field of play. The Rays outfielders who were out there, they saw that it kind of like clearly was gone, and it bounced back, so they didn't really hustle after it. They, you know, they 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 treated it as though it was a homer that cleared the fence. Carrera, doing what he should have done, just ran hard because it bounced back into the field of play. He didn't know if it was off the wall or if it was out of, you know, bouncing back out of the seat. So he just ran hard. Okay. The interesting part here is that the umpires never made an official call. Okay. So. It just goes in the books as a home run. But what they don't know is if it was an inside-the-park home run or a traditional home run. I'll tell you what, the funny part is the decision relies with the Elias Sports Bureau, and they're going to go over it this week and make the actual distinction. I will say this. If it was a home run that is listed now as a traditional home run, it would be by far the fastest trot around the bases for a home run this season, nobody showing him up. But when it comes to baseball, What you need to do is get on that RotoExperts.com exclusive edge end-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth analysis, our statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. Become a waiver wire wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto Scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive... Exclusive Edge in-season fantasy baseball package now, and you can start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout, and you'll get a special discount. That's how we do it here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We help you win your leagues and win that cash, whether it be Jake Seeley, Greg Sussman, Tony Sincata, and all those people are also on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way you get that free 24-7 programming. When we come back, whether it be on the app or live, you're going to hear Dane Martinez, Speeds to this. Stiss, Statistician and my boy Donnie Burns breaking down a little bit of the NBA playoffs and some of the fights that took place over the weekend. Come on, right back, fantasy freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's Dane Martinez. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out, of course, to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network around the world. You could also, if you're not listening live, you can catch us on that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way, you get everybody: Fantasy Executive, the King Scott Angle, the number one ranker in Fantasy Baseball, Jake Sealy, and yours truly, the Spitting Statistician, giving you what you need. So hopefully, you do that. In the last segment, I told you I am trying to beat Jacob deGrom today. Well, Jacob deGrom and the Mets have given up two runs in the first inning against the San Francisco Giants. The Orioles all over the Nationals in that battle of the beltway. They're up 4-0 after the first inning. And the Yankees just keep on rolling after 18 innings yesterday. In the first inning in the Great American Small Park in Cincinnati, they have scored three runs against the Reds. As we keep it moving though, into the cipher here on the fantasy freestyle, I got some news and notes for you in the NFL because you know, we always talk NFL here, not only on the fantasy freestyle, but also on the fantasy sports radio network. I saw these guys even came out with a mock draft already that you can catch, uh, all of, all the big time experts that we have here already getting into that so news and notes though jets wide receiver robbie anderson was arrested in miami over the weekend at a music festival um this is important to know because this kind of this guy was something of a breakout candidate and with the Devin smith injury with them losing brandon marshall with eric decker's status being up in the air a lot of people thought that robbie anderson might have been primed for a breakout also with the jets rich Beat Reporter is reporting that Bilal Powell might be the favorite over Matt Forte to be their lead running back. And you know here, if you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know we love some of Bilal Powell. We call him boom, boom, Bilal Powell Powell. Also, the Saints center, Max Unger, may open the season on the pup list with that foot injury that he has. It's going to be very interesting in New Orleans to see what a Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson offense look like. How much of that is out of the gun? Will Adrian Peterson actually be running in between the tackles? how much will go to the rookie Alvin Kamara trying to play that uh, you know Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles kind of role? Last note is there are still some guys out there that do not have a home, and I've been mentioning to you that this week it starts not matter- mattering against the compensatory picks. One guy to keep an eye on is my man LGBT Lagaret Blunt. He has been linked to the Detroit Lions, to the New York Football Giants, and now I'm also hearing the Baltimore Ravens might be interested in his services. I think he will be the first running back to go, and the only one that still may have some fantasy relevance that are out there. Guys like D'Angelo Williams and others, I don't think are really that important right now let's keep it moving though i want to bring in my boy donnie burns here not only does he so hot that we sweat steam here on the fantasy freestyle not only is he the love doctor for the fantasy freestyle he is also the nba playoffs correspondent and don we got to catch people up on what's been going on now listen you've been you've been saying that when it comes to the houston rockets the question is will they hit 23 pointers or not well in game four the Rockets went 19-43 of 43 for 44%, but Gordon looked good, Ariza looked good, Anderson looked good, and the Houston Rockets did, in fact, get that game to uh, not up the series at two. Uh, my question for you, man, is these games, when Houston hits that, when they play their way, they are very tough to beat when they're in the 120s. I don't think San Antonio can get that high. Do you think the Rockets can, you know, make 23-pointers in San Antonio, Don?
1: Yeah, and the problem here is not only is it them making that twenty plus three pointers, Lamarcus Aldridge is playing yeah. horrible. like he's sixteen so and five bad. in game four. And the bad thing is, if they're able to advance, which I, it doesn't, I, I don't really know. I don't think they can. But if they do, Lamarcus Aldridge will be even more important against them, and oh, he's not playing well at all. So they just don't look good in general. But I do like the Rockets only because I think they're the only team that could score with the Warriors. Wait, so. isn't
0: this a change for you, Donnie Burns? Yeah. This is a change for you, I think, because we've been tracking this series here on Fantasy Freestyle for a while. And yeah, I believe I that like last like time Spurs, we had it up, yeah. I had Rockets in seven. You were still riding with San Antonio. Is this an official, is this an official I, change out of Donnie Burns? I think you had Rockets in
1: Bernie six, Burns. though. But but I had yeah, Rockets I in Spurs seven, and but whatever.
0: Seven. But you still on the Spurs. You now believe that the beard is going to move on to the Western Conference yeah, Finals.
1: Yeah. They I, they hit those shots. It's I know. crazy. It's I know. so annoying to watch, but they shoot at a high percent. If they could go fifty percent, they're gonna they're gonna win.
0: All right, all right. In the Eastern Conference, listen, the Washington Wizards continue to look like world beaters in our nation's capital, but when they are away from home, they look very very different. That includes Game Four, one hundred and twenty-one to one hundred and two against Washington. And, and Donnie, we were talking. Off air about like who are the best players in the Eastern yeah. Conference outside of LeBron. And the person that I submitted and the person that I think, you know, is really getting a well deserved coming out party is my man John Wall. Yeah. John Wall, 27 points, 12 assists, and five steals. And the other thing he does, maybe better than anybody else, is he can the pace of the game when they want to go slow he can do that when they want to turn it up and go at breakneck speed john wall does One of that the fastest players in the nba exactly the with the basketball yeah. in his hand and i i just and 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 maybe they're onto to something in the in the idea that if this team can contain isaiah thomas right then who else on that celtics like actually scares you from an offensive standpoint. Might that be where they go and just straight, act, especially in the fourth quarter, actually look to double? You know, uh, a guy like Isaiah Thomas, which sounds crazy at five foot nine. But if they do that, who else hurts them?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't even think at this point because they did a, they got away with a few holds on Isaiah Thomas on those off ball screens and those doubles. But it's what Scott Brooks found out on their offense. or yeah, their offensive end because. What the Celtics like to do is put Isaiah Thomas off ball in the corner, what have you, because he plays no defense. And if you noticed the last few games, Otto Porter's shooting the ball, Bogdanovich is shooting right. the ball. Scott Brooks figured it out, man. They, he's got to just get it. Otto Porter's been getting he got quiet, what, 20 points last night? Uh huh. So they figured it out. They really did. The okay, Wizards so are looking nice.
0: So you like Washington moving on. Remember, didn't we also remember my boys that were going to be on? No, or, I'm, uh, I'm we,
1: staying with the Cs. I you're can't still in that with that the Cs, yeah, though, because yeah. I got I to
0: nail you to these, man, because you're flip-flopping a little bit. So, but you're staying with the Cs to win this series, but you think Washington just looks good.
1: Yeah, they look, they look very good.
0: This sounds to me like you're thinking that that one winds up being Boston in seven and the home team wins all the rest of the games in yeah, the series, right?
1: The, the home team is definitely going to have the advantage in this one. All
0: right, and a ho-hum, Cavs sweep. They win 109 to 102. And, oh, by the way, yep, Golden State looks for their sweep of Utah tonight. They win one hundred two ninety one 91 in Game 3 over the weekend. So the question that I put up is, who's going to win the NBA Finals? Is it the Warriors? Is it the Cavs? Is it one of these other, you know, two interesting series, like whoever comes out of Boston, Washington or San Antonio, Houston? And the third option I had, which I think is pretty interesting I want to ask you about, Donnie, is, uh, I put in here, it depends on Steve Kerr. Because remember, he's, you know, had that spinal um, procedure, which, you know, we're not making light of at all. But if if you are such a valuable you know coach of the year kind of guy it's got to impact you at some point yet. 51% say the Warriors will win the title, 37% say the Cavs, 9% are taking basically the other teams, Boston, Washington, Houston and San Antonio. Only 3% are saying it depends on Steve Kerr. I think I might be in that 3%. I like the Golden State Warriors, but at some point you need him, especially with LeBron James on him. the other side. You may need him. I think I am among the 3% that uh, so says it depends on Steve him. Kerr. You need him and here's a, a few reasons Just to name we
1: mentioned when your friends were on that yeah. that warriors can get past these first few rounds because their fluidity as a team is very right. good they're a young team they can run up and down the floor and we respect when it gets into those game time decisions mm-hmm. steve Carr played with michael jordan lebron james sure. is probably on mount rushmore at this point top five players of all time he you need him to be able to out coach Right. a coached LeBron team. You yep. know what I mean? Or, like, or even a guy a like Popovich in
0: the team. Western Conference yeah. semis. Are you kidding me? You can't...
1: If, you, if people are so high on Greg Popovich, oh, one of the best, best coaches ever, which I agree, you have to... You, Steve Kerr needs to be there. He needs it. 3% Mm -hmm. is not going to do it. There's no shot.
0: So you could chill. You could still check that out on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle or at Spittin' Speeds. And also, uh, Donnie, my boys, they're going to be back next Tuesday's show as we, uh, I believe they do the uh, draft or the draft lottery that day. So we'll be there. They're going to be here for that one as well. Yeah. I want to keep it moving, though. Here in the Cypher, you know, first of all, if you listen to Friday's show, I gave you Always Dreaming as my derby pick, and I gave you Canelo Alvarez at night, and that's exactly what happened. Canelo Alvarez won all 12 rounds on all three score sheets to win 120-108 to 108 against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who did not look like he had the determination, the will, and the heart of the great Mexican fighters and his father, Julio Cesar Chavez, who was in attendance. But what I thought was interesting... I think boxing is starting to get it. They kind of got into this promotion thing right after the fight. They had the date. They promoted the next fight, which will be Triple G, Gennady Golovkin against Canelo Alvarez. And they have a date. It is September 16th. It is September 16th. When we come back, we come back from break. Okay, We're going to find out why that specific date is interesting for so many reasons. It's interesting to build a little bit of hype around this fight. It's also interesting because uh, it may be bumping another fight that we have been talking about here on the Fantasy Freestyle for a long, long time that started to look like it was definitely going to happen, and now it may be back to the drawing board a little bit so not only do we you know tip our cap to saul canelo alvarez it went the way i told you it would go i told you that julio cesar chavez junior just like did not even belong in that same sentence with canelo he got outclassed he got outworked and that was you know the way i told you about on fantasy freestyle on friday Hello and my boy Always Dreaming. The Todd Pletcher, John Velasquez horse, me and Benny Riccardi gave that out to you, okay? The person I'm talking about that is gonna be commenting on this uh canelo triple g announcement is actually dana white of the usc so maybe that gives you an idea of what other fight may now be getting bumped that was supposed to be in the same date come on right back fantasy freestyle dane martinez on the fantasy sports radio network come on back we'll talk about that we'll have a little bit of fun as we put the fun in functional sports radio come on right back Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. I was on 125 in St. Nick. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, speed's the spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. We keep it so hot that we sweat steam. We are blowing up like a Samsung 7 and that E-pen in your pocket. We were talking about the fight game, how Canelo Alvarez outclassed and had the will and the spirit and kind of won the title of the best Mexican fighter in the world with his, you know, shutout of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. on Saturday night in Las Vegas. And they fought... You know, on Cinco de Mayo weekend, two great American, uh, excuse me, Mexican fighters. But what I thought was interesting is that Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, was in the building, and they went straight to the promotion of what is now locked, signed, sealed, and delivered. And it is going to be on September 16th. Mark your calendars. They announced the date already. September 16th is Mexican Independence Weekend. We have July 4th here in this country. Well, that weekend is Mexican Independence Weekend. So once again, synchronizing Canelo Alvarez fights with with the calendar there down in Mexico. So that's going to be a big thing. They're also now talking about having this fight, maybe whether it's Vegas or down at uh, Cowboy Stadium, Jerry World, which I think is interesting. But check this out. September 16th. That was supposed to be uh, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor as well. Hey, Donnie, let's hear what Dana White, the head of the UFC, had to say after he was in the arena and just saw the same promotion, thinking like, "Uh uh-oh, I guess that's happening September 16th. Check this out from Dana White.
1: We just lost our date. Canelo and uh, Triple G but good, that's a good fight. I'll be at that one too. Huh? Huh? Oh man, Canelo looked good tonight, man. Canelo looked awesome. And uh, you know, Triple G's fun, man. I he 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 he's, uh, he's uh, He's the, guy, he's the type of guy that boxing needs, so it, it'll be a fun fight. And so is Canelo. Canelo. Canelo went at it tonight, man. That guy threw... I, I kept asking my friends on HBO, what's the fucking punch that? I mean, how many punches this guy landed? How many power punches? The number's got to be huge. What do you think about this fight compared to UFC fight? Is there a difference is the- Two different- totally different games, man. Two totally different sports. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the sport of boxing. I respect boxing and all the guys...
0: So Dana White, clearly, I mean, he... He, uh, you know, was trying to get ready for that uh Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight, trying to have that date be the date of it. But no, but he seems to be OK. He seems to be excited about the potential of a Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight as well. Keep it a move in here on the Fantasy Freestyle. One of the things I wanted to uh let you guys know, remember we had the draft a couple of weeks ago and we talk about. You know, underclassmen that declare for the draft and need to be groomed, whether it's because they're from a spread system in college or, you know, the offensive linemen that don't know how to play with their hand in the ground and that sort of thing. But, you know, interestingly enough, did you know that 27 underclassmen that declared for the draft? actually went actually went undrafted and that's crazy okay um 95 players got special eligibility came out as you know juniors and 27 of them went undrafted some of them will get tryouts some of them will sign as undrafted free agents but some of them won't and so what i wanted to ask was you know why would you declare for the NFL draft if you're not you're a fringe player, and you're not even about to get drafted and I thought to myself, and I thought, well, maybe that's you know maybe that's uh me getting ahead of myself. Maybe that's me assuming or try to put everybody in a wide net, you know this idea that well, of course, of course you want to uh you know go back to college, of course, you want to like keep your scholarship, of course, all this stuff, but you know there are some there are some interesting. Rationales that I think is important to share with these twenty-seven guys that that you know took their shot. One is now with the rookie wage scale. It's really about that second contract. You know, getting through that rookie contract, getting to that payday. We see teams picking up the fifth-year options or not. You know, and and I think that if you're trying to get to that second contract, why not get to the first contract as quick as you can and toil if you know you're going to be a backup or not make it. You want to have those years of service. What if? What if, you know, you deep down, you know, you are not going to get any better. You've hit the apex. You know, some of these guys that are coming out, you know, some guys get, you know, have circumstances coming up in high school and are older. You know, some are already like 22, 23 when they're getting drafted. What if, you know, this is your one chance at having like money for your family? You know, um, Auburn running back Peyton Barber, who was uh, undrafted free agent signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He said, he shared that his, his mother is homeless, you know, and he, uh, the quicker he can get to this paycheck, you know, the quicker he can actually help out his family. And also think about this. We also saw Arkansas running back today, a guy named Williams had his second surgery and is retiring from football at the college level. What if, what if like, You know, you're just not trying to do this forever. You're only trying to be in these car crashes, you know, once a week for so long. And if you can only do this for X amount of years, why not do it at the professional level and get paid as opposed to toiling in college when the when the when the universities own you? So I tell you, I I think it is bad that these twenty seven now can't go back. To college, And that's where I want to get into. Why can't we allow them to return? I understand that right now the rules and regulations say that if they sign an agent, then they're no longer an amateur in essence. So they can't go back to school. But why can't we change that? I will give props to the NFL. They have already made one slight change for next year. Underclassmen can now participate in university pro days. You know, after the combine where you'll hear like, oh, remember uh, Sidney Jones who got hurt at the Washington pro day? Chad Kelly got hurt the old Miss Pro Day. Every school does their pro day. They're going to now let juniors participate in pro days around. And I think that's great because when the other cl- classmen get to work out, they get a little bit more feedback. They'll know, hey, you're going to be a uh, like a third or fourth round pick. Hey, you're a fringe talent. Hey, you might not make it. And that, that scouting feedback, I think it's very important. I think it mitigates some of the risk that some of these players take by going out there, especially if they don't have an opportunity to come on back. But One thing I'm saying is, why can't they return? Why can't they just return? Why can't they just change the way that they sign with agents and when they do declare for the draft and realize that if they don't get drafted, they can return back to amateur status? That's what I'm calling for here on the Fantasy Freestyle, your boy, the spitting statistician. I think that is a much more sensible way so that these guys can take their chance for any of these reasons I outline, but if it doesn't work, they have a chance to go ahead back. You know somebody who did get drafted. He got drafted very high. He got drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, number nine overall, and that is my boy John Ross. John Ross, the wide out from Washington, famous for, you know, running a 4.22 at the Combine Almost got an island, did not get the island, you know, that sort of thing. Still signed with Nike. He's going to be opposite A.J. Green in his rookie season in Cincinnati. And he's known, remember I've been talking about, he's the wide receiver in the mold of, quote-unquote, taking the top off the defense. He's a straight speedster. And the fact that he ran that 4.22, you know, kind of only validates that. Well, in Cincinnati right now, there's another guy who runs pretty darn fast, and that is Red's outfielder. Billy Hamilton, and Billy Hamilton, who is known to be a speed guy, you know, uh, once beat out a ground ball that was hit to first base, you know, if you watch him go first to third, stealing 50, 55, 60 bases, you know he has speed. So I ask you, who do you think would win in a race, Billy Hamilton or John Ross? Well, Billy Hamilton is wondering the same thing, okay? They're asking about that, you know, they 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 talked about that um, after a game, after a game last week, Billy Hamilton said, "Yeah, I hear he's fast, but he says he claims that he ran at four five forty when he was in ninth grade, and that he still thinks he's faster than John Ross." I think that would be an interesting an interesting race. They should do it for charity. I think it's kind of cool. Also, let's don't let's not get it twisted though. They are not as fast as track athletes or guys like Usain Bolt as John Ross kind of uh, thought about once after the combine. And I'll back it up. Tennessee sprinter Christian Coleman. Just, uh, you know, he's like a track athlete in the NCAA and on the US relay team. He ran a 4.1240. Okay. So if, you know, uh, by all accounts, quote unquote, regular track guys can do that, obviously, Usain Bolt would. But my question for you is who's faster? If the Billy Hamilton or John Ross, we got a poll question up on that right now. Um, and right now, Right now, John Ross is winning. Right now, John Ross has 65% of the vote, whereas only 35% of you think that it'll be uh, Billy Hamilton, who is the fastest. Give it a move in here on the Fantasy Freestyle here in the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. One other thing I wanted to get into today before on Fantasy Sports Radio Network coming up next will be uh, Fantasy First Look with my man Frank Stanfield. Mikey Florio and the fantasy Jesus Joe Galina. We welcome back Frank Stanfield who missed who missed the episode uh, last week. So we're glad to have Frankie Stanfield back in the building. Um, last thing I want to do is talk about talking about this uh, NFL players, man. You know, <laughs> I never knew how much they cared about Madden. They really care about their ratings in Madden. Think, Look at all the things that have happened this year. Players literally trying to change their ratings in the game of Madden. Odell Beckham raced his teammates and sent in the Instagram video to the EA sports offices to try to increase his speed rating. David Johnston sent out an Instagram post saying that, quote-unquote, he's working on his hands to get a better Madden grade. Marquette King, our punter from the Raiders, he wanted better throwing power, so he sent a video to them too. Ahmad Green is now a running back coach, former Green Bay Packers, great running back. He uses it to type, uh, as high school football coach to teach schemes. Bryce Petty, Jets quarterback, said it helps him read defenses to actually play Madden. But check this out. It's happened recently too. Tony Jefferson, who was of the Arizona Cardinals, who signed with the Baltimore Ravens this free agency period, used the game not for schemes, not because he cared about his rating, but because he wanted to see what he would have looked like in a Baltimore Ravens jersey. And he did that before signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Thought he looked pretty cool. And then also in the draft, in the draft that happened last week or a week and a half ago, new Tennessee Titans cornerback Adoree Jackson out of USC. Right away that night, tweeted, "quote unquote," couldn't believe, can't believe I'm gonna be in the Madden game. Like this is what people care about: their ratings in Madden. New Colts safety out of Ohio State, Malik Hooker. He already tweeted. He tweeted that he's already playing at him as himself in Madden. It's crazy how they all do this. Everyone cares so much about the video game culture. I'm reminded. When I had a poll question up about like how we could get millennials back into baseball, and the winning poll was about the EA video game sports, how they used to be MVP baseball, and now there's not anymore. These millennials care about Madden to an extreme, an extreme side. Donnie Burns, is this true? Like kids care about Madden so much, they care about like their ratings in the game, the how they would look in the uniform. Is Madden that big? Oh yeah, and it's not even just
1: Madden. If you remember Hassan Whiteside, he, I think last year or the year before, was trying to get his two K rating up. So it's very big for the younger crowd, especially you know kids growing up
0: in sports right now.
1: It's it's huge. <laughs>
0: Wow. So, I mean, they are attentive. You know, people care about their image on social media. You know, their, their, their Facebook and Twitter and IG profiles. People care about their image on the game as well. And you can see all these people. I personally think the craziest use is to see how you would look in the jersey. I get it as a coach, maybe to try and learn schemes. I get it to lobby, you know, among your friends and teammates, who's the fastest stuff like that. But, you know, to see how you look on in a different jersey before deciding what team to sign with. I think that's pretty crazy. The one thing they wouldn't have seen with these new Lions jerseys that are apparently coming out, and Nike's designing a couple of new uniforms that are supposed to be, you know, kind of fewer panels, more breathable, and you even got sports director Steve McClard saying it's a pretty significant improvement, and it performs the performance of the athlete in multiple levels. They've increased the mobility, so you wouldn't have seen all of that in Madden although maybe you would I don't know I'm not a millennial when we come back what we're going to do is we're going to tie a nice little bow on this episode with my boy Donnie Burns we're going to check in on our polls update the scores come on right back Fantasy Freestyle on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network this is your boy Dane Martinez Speeds the Spittin' Statistician come on right back after break Fantasy Freestyle let's go You know what it is, it's your boy Dane Martinez, speech the spitting statistician, putting a nice little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we got Mike Florio, we got the Fantasy Jesus, Joe Galena, and a big welcome back to Frankie Stanfield. Missing last week's episode. We're back to have we're glad to have him back in studio 34 here, at Rockin' Riley's on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Give you some scores here real quick. Cardinals all over the Marlins early up 3 nothing. The Yankees will not stop scoring runs. After their 18-inning affair, they are up 4-1 already in the great American small park after two innings. Marcus Stroman is up 2-0 on the Cleveland Indians, the Orioles all over the Nationals, 4-0 in the fourth, and the Giants up on the Mets 2-1. Remember, I told you tonight I was trying to beat Jacob DeGrom. He's already given up two runs, and also, they are scoreless. Halfway through the first period, the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right now, remember, we had on the show, and uh, hey, Joe Galina, you know about Cincinnati. You know about some guys. They may do a charity race, Joe Galina, to find out Who is the fastest Cincinnati pro athlete? Who you got? New Bengals wide receiver John Ross of the 4.2240 or Reds outfielder Billy Hamilton? Who wins in a race? I'm going to go... John Ross. Okay, and 64% of the audience would agree with you. We shall see. I mean, my man Billy Hamilton did beat out a ground ball to the first baseman at one point in time. And then in our other poll right now, where do you have it at this point in the NBA playoffs? 51% of you have the Golden State Warriors. 35% say the Cavs. Big shout-out to the 11% of you who think that either the Boston-Washington winner or the San Antonio-Houston winner can win the NBA championship. And I and Donnie Burns are in the only 3% of the poll who say it depends on Steve Kerr. Why are we discounting a coach of the year and what his performance means at this level of the NBA playoffs? But, Regardless, tomorrow, come on back on the Fantasy Freestyle. Donnie Burns and Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down. You know that we've been talking about Lonzo Ball. Well, he dropped more than just a shoe over the weekend. We're going to preview a new track from Lonzo Ball. He thinks he's a rapper. We'll find out about that tomorrow. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow. Peace.